Paul believed that Timothy needed to hear that. And we need to hear that. An in-season person does things when they are convenient. Uh, An out-of-season person also does them when they are difficult or challenging. And you, every one of us, you can be an in-season person or you can be an in-season and out-of-season person. I mean, in the natural, we all tend to be just in-season people. But God is calling me and God is calling you to be an in-season and out-of-season kind of person. You're called to keep on doing the work of the kingdom when it's easy and when it's hard, when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. You're called to respond to the leading of the Spirit when it's convenient and when it's very inconvenient. You're called to keep pressing on in the Lord when people are patting you on the back and cheering you or when they're snickering at you. You're called to hold fast the word of God, the truth of God's word, when people accept that message and when it seems like the whole world and the whole culture around us rejects that message. Now, just to make sure that Timothy knew that what Paul was saying was an extremely important message Uh, Paul prefaced it by saying, saying, I charge you, I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. So Paul told Timothy in in the most powerful manner possible to to keep at his work, to keep proclaiming God's word in all seasons of life. You know, and I don't know how, I I, I hesitate to read it again, but I don't know how how there could be a, a more solemn charge given to anyone about anything. I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ and in view of his appearing and of his kingdom. This Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Now, I think when Timothy read that message, I think when he got to that verse, or it wasn't a verse to him, but when he got to those those lines in Paul's letter, I, I think it stirred something deep within him. I mean, I think, it, I think it moved him. And when I heard those words that morning uh, that I was sitting at the coffee shop and just, just those, that, that word came to my mind, it, and it stirred me. It stirred something deep within me. And, and I, I ask you, and maybe it doesn't with everyone, but I just I want to ask you this morning, uh, does, does it not stir something deep within you? Does your heart not leap within you? At, at, this, at this charge, at this holy charge in the presence of God to be, to be at your call in season 
and out of season. And I think, I'm just thinking this is the way, this is the way that the word and the spirit work together. I mean, the Bible, the, the Bible speaks, the scripture, the written word says something in a sense coming to us from the outside. The Holy Spirit is on the inside empowering that same message in agreement with that same message. The word, the external word of scripture speaks, the, the internal word of God, the Holy Spirit speaks in agreement with that word and he stirs us up to, to, from the inside out to become like what that external word of scripture says, if that, that makes sense. And, and I say that partly just because I don't want this to be just a, or to be viewed as sort of a, uh, you know, let's go get them boys sort of speech. Just, you know, let's, let's be tough and let's, let's just go do it. There is that sense in scripture, but it's never just an external word. It comes with the, with the accompanying power of the Holy Spirit to do that. So the Holy Spirit is stirring you up. He's moving in your heart. He's, in a sense, leaping within you. He's stirring you up to be an in-season and an out-of-season kind of person. Now, there are several really important messages for us in this passage of Scripture. And we could go a, a lot of different directions with it. And certainly, if, if we took just the whole context, we, we, probably the focus would be on just the essential task of, of the preacher or teacher to preach the Word of God, to preach the message of Christ. And I am going to touch on that a little bit later, but... But the main thing that God laid on my heart to share with you this morning is, is this in-season, out-of-season way of living. It's, and it's more than a way of living. It's, it's something that comes from deep within you. It's an attitude of spirit. I mean, it's something that comes from deep within your inner person, within your inner man, that you, you latch on to this in your spirit. And you, you agree with it. You give yourself over to this way of living, to the spirit of living as an in-season and out-of-season kind of person. It was a way of living that Timothy was called to and all believers, we are all called to it. And that is to be always, to always be prepared to do the things that God has called you to do at all times, in all situations, in all the ups and downs of life, to always be prepared to speak, to live, to act for God as a representative of God at all times, in all situations. To realize who you are in Christ, that you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ at all times, in all situations, through all seasons, through all ups and downs. It's to be prepared. And this is a way of life that applies to all of us regardless of your gifts and callings. I mean, it certainly applies to those who have responsibilities to teach and preach the word in any sort of you know, formal or regular settings in the church. Um, but it, it applies to all of us. It applies to all of you, no matter what your calling, your vocation, your spiritual gifts are. 
It's a way, it's a way of life or, or an attitude of spirit. It's an attitude of the inner man that applies to your faithfulness to your family, to your church family, to the activities and areas of service that God has called you to. Verse 2 says, uh, be ready or be, be all, always be ready. Um, other translations say, be urgent or be persistent or keep your sense of urgency. Uh, the literal meaning is just to stand by. When it says be ready, it literally means to stand by. And I like I kind of like that. That that communicates or that means that you're that you're present, available, and ready to go. Right? And that's what Paul's saying. Be present, available, and ready to go in season and out of season. A commentator by the name of name of Dwight Edwards. Uh, said, oftentimes we fall into a sort of time clock mentality in regards to serving Christ. For certain periods of the day, we are on the job for the kingdom, but then at other times we mentally punch out for the day. Here we are being commanded to throw away our punch cards and be ready for any and every opportunity afforded to us. I know I already kind of defined it, but I'm going to de- try to define it just a little bit more. In season and out of season means something like at all times, in all situations, in the ups and downs, when it's convenient, when it's not, when it's popular, when it's not. Uh, the Amplified says, keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. And in a very short phrase, that is that that's God's way for you to approach life. Oswald Sanders uh, says in, in his devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, says the season I don't I actually don't agree with him totally. <laughs> But he brings out one point that I think is pretty good. He says, the season does not refer to time. It refers to us. In other words, we should be ready whether we feel like it or not. I think think it does refer to that. But I think it also applies to outward obstacles and hindrances, not just to our feelings. I mean, it it applies to outward obstacles and and, um, hindrances. Not just our feelings, but, but I do think he's right on this. To develop a sense of, of being constant or stable or consistent in spite of the fluctuations of your emotions is part of what it means to be ready, always be ready in season and out of season. And it's very easy to make a god or an idol out of your feelings. And you're just, I mean, people, I see it all the time. People are just absolutely led, almost like somebody's had a ring in their nose leading them around, (laughs) pulling them around like a ring in their nose. 
they're, they're just led that powerfully, that dominatingly by their feelings. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really bad way to live. It severely handicaps you in all things, uh, but, but, also, but certainly in the things of the kingdom of God. The Spirit, the Spirit is your God. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of God. The Spirit is your God, not your feelings. And we live by the Spirit, not by our feelings. So I think Oswald Sanders is, is really right on in that sense. You know, this command to Timothy in the natural realm uh, would be like someone saying to you, I want you to go for a walk every day if it's summer or winter, 100 degrees out or zero, sunshine or rain, ice or snow, in season and out of season. And I don't know, if, I don't know, if, I don't know how you'd feel if somebody told you to do that. But the reason I, I share that because I, I'm trying to think of an example that kind of communicates the, the kind of spiritual tenacity that we're supposed to have. In the kingdom of God, we are called to that kind of spiritual tenacity, to that kind of dogged steadfastness. Just come what may, we're on our way. I thought that'd be a great, great put on your T-shirt. Come what may, I'm on my, I'm on my way. Or come what may, we're on our way. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's just that sense that we're prepared. We're ready, we're available, no matter what is going on outside of us, no matter what's going on inside of us, we're there for Jesus. Now, the natural man never thinks of doing anything in God's kingdom that is not entirely convenient. Uh, Here's how the natural man thinks or talks. If I don't have anything else going on, or if it feels right at the moment, or if all the circumstances just happen to line up, and if nothing else comes up, then absolutely I am ready and available to serve the Lord. Well, God just calls us to a whole new frame of mind, just a totally different way of thinking. Years ago, I ran, read about a, a man named John McQuilkin uh, who had served as president of Columbia Bible College and Seminary for 22 years. And I'm going to read a little bit of a story from his life, but to me, it communi- communicates a lot of this being prepared. After he had served as president of Columbia Bible College and Seminary for 22 years, Suddenly, he resigned in 1990 to care full-time for his wife, Muriel, who suffered from Alzheimer's disease. He did something few men would do. Knowing the school needed him 100% and knowing his wife, Muriel, needed him 100%, he chose to step down from his position as president of the college so he could devote full-time to being his wife's caretaker. When he stepped down from the college, he wrote a letter to explain his decision. It is clear to me that Muriel needs me now full time. My decision was made in a way 42 years ago 
when I promised to care for Muriel in sickness and in health till death do us part. So as a man of my word, integrity has something to do with it. But so does fairness. She has cared for me fully and sacrificially all these years, and if I cared for her for the next 40 years, I would not be out of her debt. I love Muriel. She is the delight to me. Her childlike dependence and confidence in me, her warm love, occasional flashes of that wit I used to relish so, her happy spirit and tough resilience in the face of her continual distressing frustration. I don't have to care for her, I get to. It is a high honor to care for so wonderful a person. But I love that statement. My decision was made 42 42 years ago when I promised to care for Muriel in sickness and in health till death do us part. He understood that marriage is a vow to love in season and out of season. And he took those vows seriously so that when it, when it came time to love out of season, so to speak, when it was challenging, when it was hard, when it was sacrificial, when love was costly, he had already made that decision. And so he said, you know, I really didn't struggle with this because I made that decision 42 years ago. He knew the path that he had already chosen to take, and it was to do something in season and out of season. He'd already decided that. And once you, once you make that decision, it makes it a whole lot easier. Amen. That's an example from marriage. I don't mean for this message necessarily or certainly not primarily to apply to marriage. It, it does and it can. But... It's a, again, it's, an, it's a way of life. It's an attitude of heart. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a choice in your inner man. It's an attitude of spirit. It's a way that we approach all that God has put before us to do. Tomorrow will be the start of a, a new year, 2018. Um, it'll be a new year. It'll be a new, a new season of life. And none of us know exactly what the year will hold for us. You don't, and I don't. Um, within this next year, there, there may be blessing and trial, uh, joy and tears, uh, adversity and prosperity. Uh, you may be humbled or promoted. Uh, you may be liked or unliked. There may be times that in this year that you just seem incredibly blessed, even things even seem to be easy, and there might be times where they just seem harder than you could ever have imagined. And life can feel like a roller coaster at times. It's, that's, that's not just you that, it, that feels that way. It, it, it can feel that way for all of us. And Paul, Paul knew, I mean, Paul was totally aware of this, this changing nature of life. And that's why he, he called Timothy to this stability, to this rock-like quality of preach the word, be ready, always be ready, in season and out of season. And I, 
I think these words were certainly not written only for Timothy. God is, is saying to us, uh, there may be, indeed there will be many seasons in life, but there is never a season to not be steadfast, faithful, and true. Now, I want to focus just a little bit here on the, the idea that of, of what Timothy was commanded to do, to preach the word. The main thing that Timothy was to do in season and out of season was to preach the word, to proclaim the message, to teach, correct, and encourage with long-suffering or with, or with great patience. And most of us are, are not uh, preachers of the word in the sense that Timothy was called to or that Paul was. But we do all preach a message. We do. You preach a message in the, in the, really daily. You preach a message in the ideas that you express, in the things that you say, in the things that you say in conversations at home, around the table, in the things that you tell your kids, in the things that you say to other people at church, in the things that you say in small group or Bible studies, in informal and sometimes formal settings, but in a sense, we are all always preaching a message. And that message is to be the Word of God. It is to line up with the Word of God. It is to be a proclamation. You're to be a, a herald, a proclaimer of the Word of God. Not, not that you're always quoting a Bible verse, but you are to say things that line up with God's truth and God's word. And yes, there's areas of life <clears throat> where there's freedom. I mean, you can, you can have your own thoughts on whether you want uh, pepperoni on, or mushrooms on your pizza. Uh, but on matters of life and salvation and morality and matters regarding God and people and eternity, where God has already expressed his thoughts, you are to speak for God and with God and in agreement with God. You're to preach the word. And the things that you say about life are to be what the Bible says about life. Your ideas and attitudes and philosophies are to be grounded in the word, not just something you've always heard or that sounds sounds good or sounds positive, uh, we're, we're called to be speakers of, a, of an unchanging authoritative truth that is grounded in the word of God and in the gospel message. And so we have a message to proclaim and we're to be, we're to be, we're to be faithful in doing that in season and out of season. Um, we're, we're, we're not to be saying things one day that just are full of unbelief and really ungodly perspectives, and then another day to be sharing Bible verses about uh, how good the Lord is. I mean, yeah, we're to do that, but we're, we're, there's to be a consistency. Day in and day out, we're to seek to be stable like Timothy, uh, holding fast to the Word of God and sharing that. Letting that, what, letting that come through our attitudes and our words and, and our philosophies and what we, our ideas and what we say about life and people and about God. It's, it's to be the word of God. Now, when Paul wrote this to Timothy, uh, he knew that he was going to die soon. 
he sensed that his life was over and that Timothy was going to carry on for him. And I didn't put it in our bulletin this morning, but uh, later on in the passage, just down in verse 6, Paul said, the time of my departure has come. And he, needed, he knew that he needed to get Timothy ready in his spirit to carry on in the way that he should carry on. And Paul knew full well about all the pressures of life and the hardships of ministry. He knew the thousands of ways that people get off track. He knew very well about all the strange teachings that people fall into. Paul knew people would depart from the pure message of the gospel and that people would become intrigued with other messages. And so he said, regardless of the response, regardless of whether it's popular or not, go on preaching the pure message of Christ. Just stay, stay at it. And then he said, I mean, Paul himself was an, exa- as an example of, of, of uh, keeping on in season and out of season. And although he puts it in a little different way in these verses, to me, this really communicates um, what an in season and out of season kind of person is. Verse 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You know, life is a fight. It is. Life is war. Life's a fight. There's a singer of a previous generation uh, named Carmen uh, that has, has a song that has the words in it, the road has been a long one. It's always been a fight. And whenever I hear that, I think, man, that is so true. Now, the rest of the whole phrase is, the road has been a long one, it's always been a fight, but God had my back deep into the night. But I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty accurate description of a lot of times what, what life is like. You, you fight your way through all kinds of things. I mean, you fight your way in season and out of season. You fight your way through the seasons of life. It's, it's a fight. Paul said, I have, I have fought a good fight. I did good. I fought a good fight. <clears throat> Paul said he finished the race. You know, life is a race to, to be completed. And you, you, run, you run your race through all, through all kinds of, of obstacles, through all kinds of weather, through all kinds of things. You just you run the race. It's just a different way of saying the same thing. Paul said he'd kept the faith. You know, there's, there, there's a faith to be kept. There's a faith to be held on to at all times and all situations. And when people are being sidetracked into various things, uh, various teachings, when the, when the devil, devil tempts you to wallow in unbelief, you hold fast. You hold on to the faith. Paul said, I held on to the faith. I kept the faith. He had done that. Now he wants, he wants Timothy to follow in that, in that same kind of solidity, that same kind of solidness about life, that same kind of steadfastness, and that same faithfulness in season and out of season. 
Not to be repetitive, but just want to specifically address what does it mean for you? What does it mean to you, for you, to be faithful in season and out of season? Well, it, it means that you carry out the things that God has given you to do faithfully and with perseverance and that you don't let much of anything stop you. Paul told Timothy, teach, rebuke, and encourage. And I can't remember which version it is, but I love the version that says, with long suffering. <laughs> just You decide to do this, and uh, whether it's fun or not, I mean, you just do it with long suffering. Keep at it. One of the most comforting qualities of God is that he is steadfast. He is a steadfast God. Um, God is steadfast in his love. We just read it this morning in our, in our verse from Psalm 30, 37, I think it is. He is. His love is steadfast. That means that if, if God is steadfast in his love, it means he does not vacillate in how much he loves you. He's never fickle or changing his mind. I mean, if, if God is for you, He's for you. He's for you today, tomorrow, and forever. Um, there, there are people that, that you, just, you just never know what you're going to get from them. And they, they could be warm and friendly one day and, and cold and distant another day. But God is like a rock. God is like a rock. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. And God is seeking to build that same quality of steadfastness in my life, in your life. God wants you to be stable day after day, uh, not pushed off course by changing circumstances, by changing feelings, by changing situations. Josh and I were talking uh, last week, I think, about... 1 Corinthians 15 a little bit and the resurrection and um, after Paul proclaimed the certainty of the resurrection uh, to the Corinthian Christians at the end of that whole thing he said therefore be therefore my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord the NIV says, stand firm, let nothing move you. It's a good quality. It really is. It's, it's, a, it's a quality that comes from the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a divine quality. It doesn't come from the natural person. It comes from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit to work within you to make you unmovable. But we need that because there's ups and downs in life. There's bumps and bruises. Um, there's changing feelings that work upon our soul. Um, I don't know what 2018 will hold, but there may be trials yet to face. Um, some some time might be tempted to, to give up, to pull back, to settle for something less. So I want to just wrap up this morning by looking at four or five things that I think can help us 
keep going in season and out of season. Try to bring it down just a little bit more practical for us. Okay, what can help us to keep going in season and out of season? Number one, uh, the, co- the consciousness, and, a, and that's a really important word, being conscious, aware. The consciousness that God lives and sees us and that continuing on faithfully in all seasons of life will someday be highly rewarded. Galatians 6 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Paul reminded Timothy that he was giving him this charge in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. So we, 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 just, we need this consciousness, this awareness that we live in the presence of God and of Christ, that Christ will soon appear, that his kingdom is coming in fullness, and in the presence of God and in the kingdom of God, faithfulness matters big time, and it will be rewarded. And so God sees, he knows when you, you know, when you're, when, when you keep going, when it's, when it's hard, when it's tough, when you don't feel like it, when there's obstacles, when there's challenges, God sees that and it matters to him. He values that big time and it will be rewarded. There's a day coming when there will be a great reward for faithfulness, just for staying at the things that God has put before you to do. There will be a great reward for in-season and out-of-season kind of living. So when you're tempted to to grow weary, to pull back, to turn back, um, remember that God sees you fighting your fight. He sees you running your race. He sees you clinging on to your faith. And it means a lot to him. Number two, uh, that will help you keep going in, in season and out of season, trust. Trust in the Lord. Big, big, big. Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by a stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. What a picture. That's, the kind of, that's what you're like when you trust in the Lord. I mean, it's like you've got this, this, this root system that goes out that's always connected to this Flow, ever-flowing stream. And no matter what's going on around you, you just, your leaves are always green. You're always bearing fruit, it says. In season and out of season. No. It's, it is possible. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is possible for you in any season to keep on blessing others, to keep giving out, to keep being an encouragement to the body to keep faithfully speaking God's truth, to keep proclaiming 
God's goodness and God's promises. They never fail to bear fruit. That, that comes from trust. It comes from trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. You, just, you, you decide to be a person that you trust him without reservation. You, um, you jump into his arms, so to speak. Like a child, you trust him completely. Uh, you trust him when you've got boundless energy and health or if you're diagnosed with cancer. When you're promised or when you're promoted or if you lose a job. When you're blessed with a healthy newborn baby or if you lose a child. You trust in him when the pathway seems bright and clear and when it seems dark and confusing. Trust, trust is like our lifeline to God. Number three, we become in-season and out-of-season people by holding fast to the Word of God. The Word, the Word keeps us stable. People with, people with consistent exposure to the voice of God in the Scripture are generally consistent people. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. People with consistent exposure to the voice of God in the Scripture are generally consistent people. And that's, that's just why I think it's so important to develop a lifestyle where you are continually exposing yourself to the Word of God. Uh, whether, you know, on Sunday morning certainly is a good way through small groups or other kinds of fellowships or personal time or Bible studies, whatever. But it's just so important that we, that we continually um, allow God to speak to us through, through his word. The Bible is God's written revelation to us that does not change with time or with our emotions or with all the changing ideas around us. Uh, the, word is, the word is like an anchor to your soul. And just, it keeps you from getting tossed to and fro, or at least keeps you from getting tossed too far, very far to and fro. Number four, you remain faithful in the seasons of life by developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, God lives in you. Jesus Christ lives in you by his Spirit. And it ultimately is, 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 it is the powerful work of the Holy Spirit that generates this faithful quality that we're talking about in our lives this morning. Uh, fellowship with the Spirit, communion with the Spirit. It's this inner, this inner connectedness with the Holy Spirit that keeps or enables us to keep on going or keep going on through all the seasons of life. And I'm telling you, nothing can substitute for that. I mean, Bible knowledge, uh, whatever. Nothing can substitute for this inner connectedness with the Holy Spirit, this fellowship, communion with God through His Spirit that gives you the confidence, the assurance that God is in you and with you by His Spirit and that, as Paul said, I can do all things. I can handle anything that comes my way through Christ who strengthens me. And, of course, he does that through his spirit. 
So that, that's, that's so important. Jesus said, He who believes in me out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. By this he meant the Spirit. So when, you, when we feel weak or empty or challenged or think, things seem like they're out of season, we, we draw upon the Holy Spirit. We draw upon the Spirit. We draw upon that inner river of living water, and we find the power to, to, to go on, to keep on pressing on with the things that we need to do that are before us. And then finally, and maybe this doesn't even need to be said, but Actually, I think it's pretty important. You become an in-season and out-of-season person by choosing that in your heart and in your spirit. Paul wrote this exhortation to Timothy, right? He wrote this to Timothy. He said, I charge you, preach the word, always be ready, in-season and out-of-season, teach, reprove, encourage, with great patience, he wrote that exhortation to Timothy, and he expected Timothy to respond to that, right? I mean, he expected that Timothy would say, amen, that's where I'm going. That's the way I'm going to live. I'm going to choose that. He expected Timothy to, to own that, so to speak, to take that on himself. And there really is no other way to become an in-season, out-of-season kind of person without doing that without choosing, okay, I'm going I'm to respond to this. I'm going to respond to this message, to this holy charge in the presence of God. People who are steadfast, immovable, faithful in season and out of season, they're, they're not people who just happen to have pretty smooth sailing uh, or are blessed with... Um, better this or that, or, or that they never feel the overwhelming urge to, 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 to quit, to, to give up, withdraw. Um, generally, and I, I don't, I understand we all face different battles, but, but generally we all have an in-season and out-of-season kind of experience. In some way, we all do. And so... So don't, don't say, well, I can't be an in-season out, and out-of-season kind of person just because um, my seasons are tougher than that person's seasons. You know, it's, it's just something. Everybody, everybody has in-season and out-of-season experiences, and we, we, just, we have to choose to not let the seasons of life determine our faithfulness to God and to his call. So... That's, that's a word that God put in my heart here to start off the new year for you. Um, and so my, my challenge would just be as we start the new year, let's, let's give ourselves uh, to this word, to this call. Um, and again, the God, God calls us from the pages of Scripture, and the Holy Spirit calls us to this from within our hearts. And thank God the Holy Spirit is there with us to walk this out with us. And in us as we walk by the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, we'll, uh, we'll become this, this kind of people. 
Amen. All right, let's pray. God, thank you uh, for this word. Thank you for the things that you've called us to. And Lord, this is what we want. We don't want to be people that are tossed through and to and fro. We want to be stable. We want to, to keep pressing on in all the things that you've called us to, in season and out of season. And we thank you for the power and working, the faithful working of the Holy Spirit to help produce this quality in our hearts. And we give ourselves utterly over to this call and to this work of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Let me turn my, my mic off here. <laughs> okay, it is never in season for me to talk in a microphone. <laughs> I get super nervous. But I was praying this morning, and God kind of gave me something, and I wanted to share it because I get excited. <laughs> um, I don't usually make New Year's resolutions or anything like that, but I woke up this morning and I was praying and I just felt like God said, this is, this is what I want you to work on this year um, by spending time in his word and, and through prayer. And that was for um, peace with my past. We all have things in our past that are uncomfortable sometimes. And um, so peace with the past, which only can come through Christ and understanding his forgiveness, um, total forgiveness, and then hope for the future, which, again, we can only understand if we, un- if we know God and, uh, and understand what he has for us in the future, and then joy in the present, Amen. which, again, only through Christ. So that's all. All right, you're dismissed. Have have a great uh, New Year's Eve day and new, happy New Year tomorrow.